Thank y'all for being here this morning. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors here, and I just want to start this morning by saying thank you so much. Last week, we took a Sabbath Sunday, and that allows our staff um, to all get a Sunday off. And everybody was at the beach last week or kayaking or floating down Wikiwachi River or playing in the ocean. We just had a time to connect with God, the creator of the world, and that makes us able to lead you in worship better. And so I just want to start this morning by saying thank you. Thank you for giving us that opportunity last Sunday. We needed it, and we came back ready to lead this church in a healthier and more vibrant way. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Chris and I spent the week with our kids at the beach, and one of the things that we did, uh, that I did, Chris stayed on the shore, is I took our kids out on a small, like, sailboat. I've never been sailing before, but um, I thought, you know, it was time for me to try. So we got on the boat, and uh, this guy said that he'd come with us. His name was Mike. He was going to teach us, like, how to sail this sailboat. And um, I, I, I don't know if y'all know this, but I have a need for speed in my life. So we were heading really fast, uh, like, away from the ocean, away from this, um, the, you know, sand, the safe spot of the shore. Yes, we were heading in a very fast direction away, and I have my two children and my niece. Um, I have two of my three children, Emma and David, and then uh, my niece, Maddie, were all on this boat. And, you know, I was learning how to navigate it, and I thought before, because I've never sailed before. Anybody here a sail? Anybody here? All right. I thought that you, like, steer the boat with the sail, but you don't. That's not how it works. You steal, steered the boat with the rudder in the back. So it took me literally like 10 minutes to figure out like how to operate. Like the sail is like the gas pedal. And so I kept wanting to go this way. So I just kept tightening it up and we're going really fast in the other way. And he was like, no, no, you got it. You steer with this. That's your gas pedal. I was like, okay, got it, got it, got it. And then we, you know, we'd been sailing a while out. And Emma, my youngest daughter, looks at us and she goes, uh, Mom, I'm really scared. Can we turn around? Like, I'm hungry for a snack, and it's really hot out here. Can we turn around? And I was like, sure. And I was like, you steer with this, right? And he's like, don't turn around that way. <laughs> and we're going to flip this thing over and have a disaster. And so, you know, he teaches me how to, like, stop it. And he said, ma'am, there are two kinds of people in the world. They're the kind of people who head in to a turnaround at a 90-degree angle, Feel the boat over, lose everything, and it's like a disaster zone. And he's like, and then there's the second group of per, the second group of people who slowly stop the boat, switch the sail around without knocking someone out, and gently turn the boat around to go back where you need to. I will let y'all guess how much he liked me being in the first group of people. He was like, "You've got three small children, ma'am. I'm taking over." We have not been these people to the to the sharks. Anyway, um, so I that is how I want us to, to think about that this morning. Some of you have navigated turnarounds in your life the exact same way I headed in to that turnaround. You hit the, you know, you just turn it around and flip it over and you you know. You know what it's like in these turnaround spots for the pieces of your life to be floating around you as you're sailboat has just flipped over and and you have a shipwreck on your hands. Some of you have entered turnarounds in your life where that's what it looked like. 
That's what it looked like. And I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus has a different way for us to turn around. One that's more graceful, one that looks a lot better, and one that doesn't leave a bunch of spilled pieces in the ocean without you being able to flip your boat over. So this morning, we're not, this is not a self-help sermon about how to navigate a turnaround in your life. This is not a self-help sermon. This is a sermon about the biblical truth that God offers to people who are trying to turn their lives around. People who are trying to turn their lives around. I would love to tell you all that I only turn ships around, um, the, you know, I only turned sailboats around the way that I did. But the truth is that a, a couple of months ago, I found myself sailing as fast as I could in my life away from the shore. I'd stopped praying. I was just giving a wish list of my things to God. And I was no longer spending intimate time with God. I wasn't reading the Bible. I wasn't praying like I should. I was slowly trying to just take complete and total control over my life into my own hands. I wasn't listening to anybody else. I wasn't paying attention to anything anybody had to say. I was managing a disease that I have every day of my life all on my own. All on my own. No help, no medicine, no doctor, no support group, nothing. I tried to manage everything on my own. And as I'm headed a million miles a minute in the wrong direction, I realized I've got to turn this thing around. And exactly what I did was what I almost did with those three kids on the sailboat. I turned it around way too fast. And I have slowly, over the last few months, been picking up Jesus has allowed me to pick up the pieces that spilled out on the boat because I lived in a way that needed to turn around and I just was not listening to God. He has a more graceful way for us to do this, okay? Are y'all listening? I want you to hear what he says, what God says through a pastor to a church in Ephesus, a people who were absolutely going a million miles a minute in the wrong direction, people who had had their lives changed by the risen Jesus, but who had forgotten what it was he called us to, had forgotten what it was like to spend intimate time with him every day, had completely and totally tried to take control of their own lives. I want you to hear what God says to them through their pastor named Paul. He says, for you were once in darkness. Anybody here felt like you were in darkness ever? You were once in darkness, but now... There's been a turnaround, and you are light in the Lord. You are light in the Lord. If you don't hear anything else I say this morning, I want you to hear this. You are worthy. You are worthy of the turnaround God has for your life. You don't have to keep going in that direction anymore. You are light in the Lord. Live. This isn't an invitation. This is a commandment that God says to the people through their pastor. Live as children in the light. Make the turnaround and let's start offering something different to the world than darkness. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness. Doesn't this world need some more goodness? It consists in all righteousness. It consists in truth. Paul says to the people, find out what pleases the Lord. You ready for a turnaround? Find out what is pleasing to God. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. If you are sailing a million miles a minute away from the shore into a wrong way of living, have nothing to do with that, but rather expose them. Don't be afraid of them. 
We've already sung this this morning with our, our whole hearts. Expose them. Give that darkness, give that brokenness, give that grief and pain and shame, expose it to the light of God. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything, listen, this is a promise, y'all. Everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That brokenness, that pain, that shame will not be dark forever. Are you listening? It will not be dark forever. The promise is that when we let Jesus have it, when we let him shine his light on it, that part of your story becomes light for somebody else. It becomes light for somebody else. This is why it's said. For those of you who are complacent, sailing a million miles a minute in the wrong direction and enjoying it, this is why God says, wake up. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Christ will <laughs> shine on you. All right, I need y'all to, I need y'all to, uh, oh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what it is, what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. All right, I need y'all to understand this cycle that we get in, these fruitless deeds of darkness. Did y'all hear that? There's got to be some moment when you're living in darkness that you open your eyes and you look at it. Okay, if you are living in darkness, that's keeping you from the turnaround, the graceful, peaceful, good turnaround that God has for your life through Jesus. So the first thing to do, the first thing to do is recognize the cycle of the of these darkness. The first thing you do is you defy. You begin to defy the goodness and righteousness of God. Your prayer time starts to get compromised. Your worship on Sunday morning, everything else becomes a little more important. Than, than spending time with God and with other believers. We begin to defy what it is that God has for us. This is small things, right? It doesn't matter if I, I, I miss my prayer time with God this morning. It's okay if I don't lean in to friendships and community, Christian community. It's all right. I can, I can miss it for the summer. It'll be all right. We begin to defy step by step. Do y'all see what's happening? We're pulling that sail a little tighter. And before you know it, you're headed a little faster away from the shore. We begin to defy. The second thing that we do is we try. We begin to try to fill those things, those deficits in our lives with other things. Begin to, like he said, wake up, right? We begin to try to fill those places in our lives with things that are dark, with fruitless, unhealthy things. We try to fill it with things that don't matter. Then we get embarrassed by that, and what do we do? We hide. People are like, I've not seen you in a while. Where, where are you? What, or we, we, tell, we find ourselves telling lies about what it is we're doing in our lives, right? We hide our darkness, our pain, our shame from everybody around us. We hide. We defy. We try to fix it ourselves. And then we hide. And then the fourth thing we do is we just step into survival mode. If you feel like you're on a sailboat just trying to keep your head above the wave, this is what happens in this cycle. This is what happens in this cycle of darkness that we find ourselves in. We are just trying to survive. 
If you find yourself this morning just trying to keep your head above the waters, it might be time for a turnaround. It might be time for a turnaround because the next thing you do is you deny. You deny where you are. You deny that you are on a sailboat in the middle of the ocean in a storm all by yourself. You pretend like everything is okay. You lie to yourself. You lie to the people around you. And you deny the place that you have found yourself in. Let me tell you something. Okay? I don't say this much about God, but since it's a smaller group of people, I feel like I can say it this morning, okay? God does not want your life living like that, and he will do everything he can to show you you are living in darkness. It is out of a love and a goodness because he wants goodness and righteousness to reign in this world, and when we are doing these things, we can't be the light God needs us to be. So there are going to be things in your life, there are going to be things in your life where you, re- you begin to recognize this isn't working. This is not working for me anymore. If you are defying, if you are trying everything that you know how to do in your earthly power, if you are hiding, if you are barely surviving, if you are denying that you are in a bad place this morning, I have good news for you. Jesus is ready to offer you a turnaround, and this is the first step to it, okay? This is the first step. Wake up. Get real. You know who can handle the realness in your life? You know who can handle the fact that you are, you are broken and you are hurt and you are sad and you are exhausted and you are sick and tired of handling every single thing by yourself? You know who can handle it? The one who paid it all. The one who paid it all. Wake up. If Jesus has the strength to die for it, we ought to have the strength to look at it right in the face. Wake up. And I'm not saying this. Y'all need to hear me. I'm not preaching at you this morning. I'm telling you about the goodness that God did in my life when I needed it. There was a moment when I didn't have a choice a few months ago but to wake up. I was destroying my life. I was living crazy with my family. I had lost all control of my priorities. I wasn't trusting my friends. I was trying to isolate myself and pretend like everything was okay and it was killing me. And a moment came where I got to wake up, where I could open my eyes. And I looked at Jesus and I said, I can't do this alone anymore. I can't do this alone anymore. I got real about where I was. I woke up. This morning, be real about those things that are keeping you from being the light that God wants you to be. Wake up. And look at those things. They don't have power. They don't have power. The second thing that you can do, I just told you, after you wake up and look at them, look up. Right now, look up. Look up. You see that light up there? You know who the source of real and true light in the very darkest moment of your life is? Do you know the true source of that? It is God God offering us light through Jesus Christ. Look up. When you are, are... when you can't handle it anymore, look up. Quit looking down. Quit looking ahead at your future and look up at the one who has it in his hands. Wake up, Paul tells him. Rise. 
Rise your gaze from the horizon and look up to the one who has all power and all control and deserves all the glory and goodness in the world. Wake up and then look up. Whatever it is you're in right now, wake up and look up. And the third thing that you can do is own up. Own up. Because if you were like me and there's a bunch of shipwrecked items from your life floating around and a complete and total disaster, you got to figure out how to let Jesus put that back together and you can't do it if you don't own it. I'm telling you this. I'm not trying to preach at you. I'm telling you that if you don't own up, you're not, grace doesn't set you free to just pretend like nothing ever happened. What grace sets you free to do is own your mess and watch Jesus transform it. Because as you own it, it gives somebody else strength to own their crap. Mess. Sorry. So I'm real sorry for the kids in here. <laughs> own up. Okay? Own up. Own up. And last, y'all, this isn't an up. Shine out. There is some part of your turnaround. Listen to me. There is some part of the turnaround God has for your life that's going to give a light to somebody who can't see anymore. Who has given up all hope and who's living in despair. Your turnaround because this is how Jesus works, your turnaround is going to shine light in the middle of somebody else's darkness. If you wake up, if you look up, if you own up, God will use you to shine out. Look around this world, y'all. Look around. Look around at the hurt and the pain, the distrust and the division, the anger and the frustration the sadness and the pain, look around. Wake up. Look at it. Wake up and look at it. Look up. Quit looking just at that. Wake up and see it, but then look up. Turn your gaze to God. Be here in worship. If you can't do it by yourself, there are some people around you who's going to help you look up. Crystal and Clarissa, goodness gracious, did y'all hear them singing earlier? They're going to help you look up to the Jesus who's paid it all. We'll have the strength to own up and God's grace will change the mess in our lives. He will change our story. He's using mine. He's using my turnaround right now to help other pastors who are burnt out and exhausted and give out and they don't know what to do there. Call me. Erica, I, I see your, your shining light and igniting change over there. Let me tell you it's not been easy. Let me tell you how I got here. It was through the grace of Jesus Christ. It's not anything I've done. Shine out. In your, in your workplace, in your volunteering in the community, as a parent, as a grandparent, as a daughter, shine out. Wake up. Okay, wake up. Let the sails out. Let it slow down. Let the boat slow down a little bit. And slowly let Jesus gracefully turn your life around. My two kids that were on the sailboat are safely in Horizon Kids this morning. I just want y'all to know. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Um, the third one's on an airplane. The niece is on the airplane headed back to Philadelphia this morning. Everyone is safe. But I learned to let the sail out, to stop, to stop, to look up and see where the wind was coming from. 
to own it, to change directions. I was the only person who could move that sail on that boat. And then shine out. Let Jesus take you to new depths and new powers because it's not about us. It's about a world desperate for his goodness and his light. Will you pray with me this morning? God, for those in this room this morning who are navigating a turnaround in their lives, I I lift them up to you right now, God. I pray that those who are sleeping and complacent and comfortable in their lives will be woken up. Let this be the start right now this morning, God. I pray that those in this room who who don't have the courage or, or the power or the strength right now to look up, that you'll use those of us around you as your body, as your hands and feet to help them look up. I pray God will own up to the messes that we've made. And I pray God as you clean our lives up and put us back in place, in place, put the pieces back in place, God, that we will shine out. Shine out your love and your glory and your goodness to a world desperate for it. We love you and we thank you so much for loving us. Amen.